Warning, this podcast discusses the books in detail. It may contain spoilers. Welcome to Books and Brunch, a book club turned podcast. We're so glad you joined us. I'm Katera. And I'm Kara. Let's sit and chat and snack a while. Welcome to Books and Brunch. I'm here with my cousin Erica, and we're here to talk about Verity by Colleen Hoover. We were a little hesitant to read a Colleen Hoover because Erica's read her before and not been impressed. But not my favorite. Don't always understand the Hoover hype. <laughs> but we call it. decided to go with this one, and it was a doozy. What the fuck? I mean, <laughs> there's yes. not much else to say. Yeah, it was um, it was pretty twisty and turny and mind fucking and. <laughs> yeah, it's and can I just tell you? So at first I looked at the cover. Oh, where do you have? Do you have your book with you? Yeah, I have this one. Okay, me too. So at first I didn't understand the cover. I was just like, oh, it's just, you know, an artsy cover, whatever. And then when I looked at it after I finished the book and realized that that was the fishing net. Oh. Yeah. It mind fucked me all over again. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yep. So, like, just everything about this book is so not right. No. Not right. No. (laughs) No. Even to, like, the last word, you're like, what? (laughs) I have a lot of questions. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. And then, so we originally were going to do for a snack a Vermont maple syrup, like, oat cookie. And I tried to make them yesterday, and it was disastrous. Yeah. So it says (laughs) to, like, let them cool. And it was just, like, caramel. Like, gooey... Just the mess. Yeah. So then we pulled an audible and decided to do a Funfetti birthday mug oh, cake. mug cake. Yeah. Yes. So, of course, I nearly failed on that one, too, but. <laughs> Third time's a charm. <laughs> I did. Did you do the frosting, too, Erica? I didn't make it. I had ready to go frosting. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I cheated. I cheated a little bit. It's pretty tasty. It's really sweet, though. It is very sweet. I made the frosting, but I cut it. It says it was three to one, so I cut it in thirds. Mm. Well, the sugar and butter, but... And then I put whipped cream on top. (laughs) Oh, there you go. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yep, see? But it is, I mean, it's good. It was, I was like, whoa, this is not healthy at all. (laughs) It's, it's Sunday. I know. It's, it's It's, a treat. It's, it's treat day. Mm. Mm -hmm. So let me do a quick summary and then we can try to figure our brains off. (laughs) Yep. So we meet Lowen, who is. Kind of a starting author. She's not young, really. I mean, she's like my age. But she's kind of a starting author, and she witnesses a car accident. 
and kind of gets pushed out of the way by this random stranger man. But they witness this man dying, like another man dying in, get after getting hit by a car. And so she's like full of blood and he cleans her up and she has to go to an interview like right after. And so she, um, she like, he gives her her, his shirt and they go, she, they like part ways. They kind of build this like bond pretty quickly, but it's not like. It's just kind of a random, like, we're two strangers who witnessed this traumatizing thing and whatever. So she's in the elevator of the building and who pops into the elevator but this same man. <laughs> and they're both there for a meeting. And he says, I'm coming to meet a young author. And lo and behold, they are in the same meeting. <laughs> Naturally. Um, <clears throat> and so her, like... Ex-boyfriend, friends with benefits guy is her agent who's there and he's super awkward. Corey. He's a treat. He is. He's um, a treat. <laughs> so they negotiate this deal because Jeremy, who is the stranger, um, his wife is this famous author's husband, Verity Crawford. And they get they make a deal that um, they need an author to finish her like I think it was, is it a five or six book series? I think, yeah. And she's only written three. Or, yeah. I think it was six, because I think she had to do three more. Three, okay. Um, and so they, because um, what we find out is that she was in an accident, and she, on the DL, this is part of, like, the non-disclosure that she has to sign, that Verity has been in an accident and can't write for herself. So she want they want an author who's similar in genre, similar in writing style to take over and like co-author, quote unquote, with Verity. And so Lowen negotiates that she's not doing any publicity, she's not doing any book tours cuz she's kind of like an anxious person and very introverted. Um and so <clears throat> they negotiate this deal. Well, what we also find out is Lowen is like out of cash. Her mother just passed away, leaving her with some big debt. And um, she's been evicted from her apartment. And so Jeremy invites her like, well, you need to come up and look at Verity's office to like figure out the outlines and her notes. And, um, <clears throat> and Lowen is like, and I've never, she doesn't admit it to anybody, but never read any of these books anyway. So she drives up to Vermont and stays with Jeremy and the family for what is supposed to be like three days to go through her notes and ends up being like two weeks, I think it is. <clears throat> yep. um, and all kinds of strange things are occurring in this house. Um, I'm going to give the quick summary without all of them and then we yeah. can kind of go back and fill in the gaps but um so Lowen is like reading the um the books but she also finds Verity's manuscript audio autobiography <laughs> that has a lot of fucked up things troubling things yes <laughs> troubling things <clears throat> I'm already gonna have to put an explicit on it so 
So let's just call it what it is. Um, and so she's like reading these and developing a relationship with Jeremy. I mean, like relationship, like they are falling in love with each other. Verity is in the house and she's supposedly like incapacitated. She like <clears throat> has very little brain activity, supposedly. But Lowen is take right. herself to the bathroom. She's right, just yeah, like a vegetable. Yeah, on no machines. Um, right, but Lowen has some questions about this because she catches certain things that are like really strange. Like all of a sudden, Verity is outside her window and looking right at her, but <laughs> expressionless. And so, mm-hmm. um, she confronts Jeremy about this and is like, "I think that she's faking." Oh, and they have a third child. They're, they had three children. two A set of twin daughters and a son. And both daughters have died. So there's been lots of tragedy in this family. Um, and um, I'm trying not to, like, there. it's like telling the story and then, like, not getting into all of the weeds of it. But, um, so, <clears throat> Verity pretty much is faking and she catches Jeremy and Lowen having sex. <laughs> and it kind of goes batshit from there. And um, Jeremy kills her with Lowen's kind of assistance. And then Lowen finds out she's pregnant. <laughs> they move away. Um, but when they are selling the house, there was like a floorboard that she kept stuff in. Verity. And finds this letter that says that the manuscript was a work of art rather than real. Truth. Right. <clears throat> and leaves us with the question of, like, what is the actual truth? Was that a good yeah, summary? I, Cause... Yeah. I mean, we can just jump right into, what, what do you think the manuscript was true or do you think the letter was true? I think the manuscript was true. I agree. I agree. Because if you're that messed up to be able to fake your, like, incapacitation, what more are you capable of? So I'll ask you, so I don't have kids, you have a son. I can't relate to the bond of motherhood and and whatnot. But I can't imagine being a mother, even if I were an artist and I, you know, artists have their quirks and their methods. I can't imagine writing those things about my children. Right. Even fakely. Like, like I can't imagine <laughs> fakely writing. That I hated one children. of them. Yeah. And that I had this dream that one was going to kill the other. And no. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um, and to be able to just, like, sit by and kind of watch your child, like, die. No. I mean, there's so much more, like, obviously she had her youngest child, but, and she saved him, but, like, wouldn't you be, like, throwing him on shore and running back? I mean, it would be, like, the dramatics of it all, but she just was like, oops. Oh, well. (laughs) And, and some of the specifics right. about it, it's just there's no way you could write these things about your children. I feel like the letter was a... Uh, because there just leaves too much hanging in the letter of like, really? It just seemed like a last ditch effort to 
not be a psychopath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I can understand, because we're both in long-term relationships, I can understand being head over heels in love, mm-hmm. but not to the point of obsession where everything is done to keep right Ronnie in my... Right. Like, what's this called? Sphere of, like... Yeah. Um... And, and that's what Verity does in all these things is she's like, I can't lose him. Everything is about him. But that's what makes you, like, want to have children with your significant other is, like, this is a part of him that I'm going to have forever. Right. Right. <laughs> but she gets so jealous. I, that's what I don't understand is the jealousy. I'm not typically a jealous person. So that jealousy that she has over her own flesh Children and blood is. So I actually did some research into, you know, parents being like jealous of their children almost. And it's way more common than you think. And some of the weirder stories were um, I read a lot of instances of fathers being jealous of their baby's breastfeeding really which was like very very weird interesting i mean i guess i could understand that because usually we think of the breasts as like more sexualized than nourishment but right and i and i guess i think that's probably why it was more confusing why a mother would be jealous of her children right right from the attention that she was losing and so I could understand some of it because, I mean, you really lose yourself when you have kids. Uh, yeah. I, I placed this bet with myself when Jackson was born and we, like, started going back to church and stuff and he was in their, like, nursery stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how long does it take before I'm, like, not called Kara that I'm Jackson's mom? Right. And it was literally, like, six weeks after he was born that it was yeah. like, oh, you're Jackson's mom. Yep. yep. Um, And so you do lose your identity in that, but I feel like they were so isolated that she still had her identity. She was the breadwinner. She was, you know. I don't think it was so much identity for her. Even a show I'm watching right now, a couple on the show had, had twin baby girls, and the couple ended up breaking up because the mom couldn't deal with how much attention the dad was giving the two babies. So I, I think it really is just a, a selfish level of jealousy mm-hmm. of I'm used to you giving me all this attention. You were kind of obsessed with me, mm-hmm. I you know, nonstop. And then all of a sudden things kind of turned upside down. She couldn't deal with not being number one anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my question for you is, did you like Verity? Like, the character Verity. Um, I certainly wasn't rooting for her. This was a weird read because it was one of those reads where I didn't feel like I was really rooting for anyone. Mm-hmm. Because um, my follow-up question to that was going to be, yeah. Do you, did you like Lowen? <laughs> I wasn't rooting for anyone. All of the characters, I I didn't want it to to end any certain way. Uh-huh. Oh, I want them to end up together. Oh, I hope she figures it. All of the characters mm-hmm. I was not rooting for. <laughs> no. 
I was really annoyed with Lowen um, because, so I think she's described as like 31 because, okay, so part of the reason why we did the mug cake was because they celebrate, her birthday is during that time and Jeremy makes her this like birthday cake from scratch and whatever, whatever. Um, <clears throat> so she's described as like a 31 year old woman and I'm not too far off from that. I'm only four years older than that. But her actions are like of an eighteen-year-old, like eighteen-year-old, <laughs> like yeah, get she's over very yourself. Immature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 true. I was really annoyed by her actually, and was kind of like you're I, okay. So like I know that love happens, and it was sort of kind of happenstance, almost that it would have probably happened. Mm-hmm. But this woman is dying in the other room. Right. <laughs> well, dying, quote unquote. Right. Um, with nurses and this young little boy running all through the room. Right. It just, I don't know. <laughs> I think I had a little more affinity for her towards the beginning of the book where it's like, you know, it's the story of the unreliable narrator. You don't know if she's really like batshit and just paranoid seeing these things that are making her right. think Verity's faking it or if Verity's actually faking it. So in those times of not really knowing, I guess I was looking out for her a little bit more, but then once things started to certainly cross the line with Jeremy, that's where it was more of, girl, you gotta go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And I thought he was kind of a creepy character too. Not a huge fan. Not a huge fan. <laughs> what I will say is I think that Colleen Hoover did a good job of really showing us who they were. There were no questions yeah. of their, for lack of better terms, character. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and lack thereof of integrity. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was shocked. I feel when they killed her at the end. I don't Yeah. like, okay, whatever. They uncover the whole thing that she's faking it. I certainly did not see them killing her. No, that was. So while I did not like Jeremy, I did not find him to be like evil. <clears throat> right. I just thought he was like that. Like, have you ever seen that Lifetime movie of, like, stepfather knows best kind of thing? Like, No. He, just, like, that creepy, like, dad that you go over and you're like, ooh. You're bad vibes. Yeah. Bad vibes. You're like, hey, hey Mr. Jones. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely not, like, I got to keep my eye out on him kind of thing. He just was, like, always there. Always there. Or there yeah. when you, you're, oh, oh, hi. Like, but not the killing type. <laughs> no, that is what really, really shocked me. But then again, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, if I was a father, I had twin girls, and I they tragically pass away. I go, I experience all this trauma and all of this heartache, and then I find out, you know, my wife, killed one of them mm-hmm. intentionally I I don't know 
I feel like I'm a reactive person, maybe not to the fact of murdering someone, but then again, like I said, like, I don't have that parent bond experience, so I don't know. I think, I mean, I guess I could see that it could bring you to that point of being, like, madness. Like, you were kind of upset about the first daughter. Kind of. Right. I mean, it was just like, oh, I have to really be upset about this. And then right. the second one is intentionally dying. Infuriating. Yeah. And not then you, like, purposefully go and try and kill yourself. You don't succeed, which mm-hmm. whatever. And you fake your injuries. <laughs> it, the list goes on and on. Uh, I think that I would be a little angry, too. I, as much as I didn't see it coming, I feel like I get it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And especially knowing, too, her plan was to take the third child. Right. And run away and and just be gone. That. What was the purpose of that, first of all? I didn't, I was like, why, why? For what? You don't like your kids. Well, I didn't understand that either. I think from my perspective, how I took it was um, it would always, her having him would always keep Jeremy interested in her. Mm. Right? Because it's like if she left without the kid, in my opinion, Jeremy would have been like, peace. Right. I don't need you. Have a good life. But if she left. With, and I forget the son's name. I know, I was trying to right figure now, that out. Right um, now, whatever his name is, she left with him. There's always going to be a part of Jeremy that's looking for him and in turn her. Mm-hmm. So I, like in her fucked up brain, that's how I'm like Crew. receiving that. Crew. Yeah. So I wrote, that's why uh, I think that that's why she wrote that. In one of my notes, I wrote, like, star, creepy star. Star. Creep, <laughs> when yep. Crew gets, uh, cuts his chin, and Lowen goes upstairs, and he has the knife, and then she goes back in the room, because Jeremy's like, where, where is the knife? Yeah. And she goes back, and it's gone. And yeah, Barry's staring was... at her. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be gone. That was super creepy, and the other one that super creeped me out, um, was the door locking uh-huh. behind them. Yeah, just just a lot of things that I would have been out. Yep. And then <laughs> when she puts the baby monitor and watches her, like, crawl oh out of it. I, I All I pictured was, like, the ring where the, like, Samara's, you know? <laughs> like, crawling out of the... Yeah, no, I actually... Yeah, I pictured that, too. It, it just... <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. But she had some commitment, right? Because there's the one part where um, Lowen, like, throws the ball near her or something. She's not looking away, and Verity doesn't flinch. Maybe I'm just the jumpiest person in the world, but, like, I would not be able to do that shit. No. Or no. or to, like, pee yourself on pee command. Pee yourself on command. <laughs> yeah. Like, this girl has crazy vibes taken to the next level. Oh, yeah. Just... I thought of this, I'm reading a Stephen King now for next month, and um, not that this is the first Stephen King that I've read, but I, like, in thinking about this book, I was like, this is like a Stephen King novel, because it's, like, set in, like, 
misery vibes. Like it was giving me misery deep vibes. New England woods, nobody yep. around, crazy shit happening everywhere. Yep. I mean, in in not just talking about the crazy amount of, for lack of better words, like we said, fucked up things that happened in this book. I feel like this was at the heart just a, a captivating mystery novel. Oh yeah. I feel like I haven't read one like this in a while where I'm really just dying to see how it ends. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it, it, it had me. It had me. <laughs> yeah, because I, you know, I was like, what is going on? Like, yeah. is there like a ghost? Is this like a ghost story? Or right? and you don't know. And, <laughs> and you then you get to know. the end and you're like, oh no, she was just crazy. Yup. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. <laughs> it's it it almost made me sick to my stomach some some portions of the manuscript. Like I almost felt like, geez, I should not be reading this. I need to put this down and like take a minute mm-hmm. level of messed up things. Well, and about children. I was kind of on the side of when I was reading the manuscript, like I need to find out like how does this manuscript end? If it ends, like, right? do you continue having these thoughts and, like, nobody picks up on these things? That's the other thing. Like, was Jeremy so enwrapped in his children that he didn't realize that she was, A, in postpartum? Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I just, how do you not see it? I mean, she's clearly a very good actress. Clearly. She's clearly, yeah. She, Colleen Hoover, actually, I, I stalked her Instagram a little uh-huh. bit. Um, and she made a whole, like, Instagram post apologizing to her sons, saying, like, <laughs> this is, you know, I could never write these things about you. I've never had these feelings and yada, yada, because people were coming at her. I'm upset. sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've never read something like this before. No. Not this, like, messed up. I mean, I've read some messed up books, like, um, B.A. Paris's Behind Closed Doors. It's a really good book. But it's messed up. Like, (laughs) I mean, you get to the end and you're like, oh, okay. Okay. Okay." This Um, is a messed up category. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I really enjoyed it is that like okay to say i think it's fair to say because it's like (laughs) as screwed up as it was and it has you like so captivated that yeah this one was hard to put down oh yeah i like well except for taking breaks to like step away mentally and be like Uh i need a little breather but it was hard to put down one of the groups that i'm in on facebook um somebody ended verity like probably a week after I did. And she was like, guys, I had to take a nap afterwards because I was like, I had like a, I think she called it like a story hangover or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. I needed, I needed a minute after this book. I literally, I finished the book and took an hour nap. <laughs> it's emotionally draining. It is. It's a, an emotionally draining book. But, like, in a good way, like, because you just, like, 
you don't know what's going on. You're just right. like trying to hang in there with the characters. So and... I, the only, yeah, the, what I will say, and I don't know, maybe your feelings are different. Um, part of my, why I was saying I don't always understand the Hoover hype is her, the other stories I've read, the stories to me have just been lackluster. Like, you know, she has a lot of spicy scenes and whatever. She's yeah. good at writing that. But the stories have always been just, meh, okay. This, I feel, could not be farther from the tr- from that than the other books I've read. Like, I, the storytelling in this, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't get enough of. That's really interesting. And I think she is, like, half... Half of her books are, like, romance novels, and the other half are, like, psychological thrillers. Yeah, and I would so- categorize them. They're they're never just romance, because I've read th- three other ones. They're never just romance novels. They're, like, I would call them tragic romance novels. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, she certainly has an affinity for writing about trauma and, like, mm-hmm. very, you know... Uh, heavy content even when it's a romance novel so it it, it's still up her alley it's not necessarily different in that this just took the storytelling to a whole new level right right yeah well and i think because even though like every moment you're like oh i've got this figured out i've got this figured out Mm -hmm. and then you're like nope no no i don't no you don't no you don't i mean even literally to the last page you're like oh Okay. All right. I guess we're doing this. So I actually have a, my friend Emily also read this book and I had, you know, the same conversation with her after of, do you think the letter was the truth or do you think the manuscript is the truth? And she staunchly believes that the letter is the truth and that it was just a writing exercise. I don't know that I could, I, I, I just, I, I couldn't get behind it. Me neither. I can't either because, like, how she described it, like, it just doesn't make sense to go that backwards. Right. In your thinking. Like, I I understand the creativity. And and maybe this is some of my naivete from not being an author, but, I mean, I just don't think that you have, you have storyline, what I've heard from other authors is that you have like storylines in your brain, just like a musician has songs in their brain Uh that it just pours out of you. There is no, I don't want to say effort, but it's, I mean, obviously you have to fill in holes and stuff like that, but it's not like you have to consciously fuck up the story. Right. Um, I don't know, though, because then could you say, oh, she was in a a really bad writer's block? Maybe. I mean, and that's kind of what she refers to. I just, I don't know that you can be that, that the exercise was intended. Okay. So if it was true and it was an exercise of Mm -hmm. creativity, how far is too far? Right. Did her teacher mean for it to be that? I would certainly say twisted. that was too far. Uh, yes. <laughs> would certainly <clears throat> go there. 
yeah, no, I, I couldn't get behind that. I mean, I did see, you know, because I'll go through the Reddit pages for um, the discourse and whatnot. And there are people that, that do agree that the letter was true and that, you know, she was just doing an exercise and, and trying to be creative and write from the villain perspective better. But for, from the majority of what I can gather, people think the manuscript is the truth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and I mean, here's to Lowen's kind of Cocoa Puffs moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why would you eat it? I mean, it wasn't... Put it in your purse and burn it later. Yeah. That was Eating weird. it? I mean, okay, so she flushed half of it and ate the other half. Flush the whole thing. She's she's just weird. I I just I why think was she that? thought the, that if like, she just like flushed it, it was gonna get retrieved and like. I mean, I just for some reason, yeah, I don't know. That's not my first go-to when I want to get rid of something. Let me. I mean, I don't know. Can't relate. I'm just gonna eat it. Let me just. I'm just gonna eat it. Yeah, I that was weird. I mean, and I could be facetious and be like pregnancy craving. I mean. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. And then that that brings up the question of will she ever tell Jeremy what she found? I don't think she will. Cuz I, I think she's just as guilty as Verity is in her obsession. Right. right. Yeah, what what about this guy is so obsession worthy? I don't see it. Mm. I just don't see that he's, it. he's doting. I mean, he I guess he's good in bed. I guess. But I don't they're obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think I see her telling him either. I think that one's going to the grave. Uh-huh. But not for nothing. I do think even if she did tell him or did show him, I don't think there's any well, and, debating and... <clears throat> in my mind that it wouldn't just make her look even more crazy to him. And, right. And he, you know, I don't think he would believe what she wrote in the letter. Me neither. Well, and it w- certainly wouldn't change anything. She's dead. And it, right. <laughs> Exa- yeah. So, like, I guess I I feel like she should have held on to it and maybe thought about it a little more before she just destroyed that. But. I mean, I feel like I would have, like, I don't know. I can be kind of passive-aggressive sometimes, and I feel like I would have published the manuscript That's like, a yike. Like the true life but, of Verity yeah. Car- Crawford. Well, and that's the other thing, too. Did she not open the manuscript with, like, everything you're about to read is true? Yeah, that's she, how I... She, yeah, she, she, um... Yep, it's, it's right here. It, in the very opening, So Be It, by Verity Crawford. She she comes out and says everything I'm I'm gonna say to you is true. This is right. all true, and it's terrifying. And she said, "What you read will taste so bad at times you'll want to spit it out." It it it's she comes out and says this is all true. So why write the letter? I mean, why obviously, write, yeah. yeah. I mean, we know that she was just trying any other way to get Jeremy back in good graces, but. I think it. I'm I'm in agreement with you that I think it would have done more damage. I think the letter would have done more damage. 
Right. Because then I think that would have been my straw that broke the camel's back where I'd be like, "Mm mm-mm. This one's not right. Yeah. If if he hadn't gathered that already, that would have been the final, this one's not right. 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 Yeah. And I still don't know the per. I mean, obviously it was control and, like you said, to have Jeremy, Mm -hmm. like, still kind of begging for her attention but why, I mean, you hate your kids, and and I thought that was interesting that we never really hear about Cruz's birth or, well, a yeah. little of his conception, but right, not much. He's just like the kid. Yeah, I'll tell you, I would love to see a movie adaptation of this. I think they're working on it. Are they? Mm-hmm. I think that this would make a really creepy. Like, I'm just picturing the scene where her and Jeremy are screwing on the couch and she looks up and sees Verity up on the banister. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be a phenomenal movie scene. Mm-hmm. And then she looks again and she's gone. Like, I think they could mm-hmm. make a really creepy movie out of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. I think it's going to be... I'm trying to remember if it's a show or... Or if it's going to be a movie. Well, I, I definitely think it'll do well. Whatever Same. it is. Because so many people Oh, it's going to be so a film. A film. Okay. With Amazon. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, maybe I did. I might have seen that. Um, yeah, no. So many people are so obsessed with this story mm-hmm. that... As crazy as it is, I actually do think this book is, um, one, getting a lot of people out of reading slumps, but also people who don't read are reading this book, because that's Mm -hmm. how kind of Mm earth-shattering it is. Yeah. I don't know that I... And that whole sleepwalking thing. That, yeah... I don't, I'm not sure that I really needed that whole thing in the story. Me neither. I was just going to say. I feel like that was a loose end. Like, that Mm -hmm. was never really, aside from giving Jeremy a reason to put an outside lock on the door, that I feel was the only Mm -hmm. point of that whole storyline. Which? In the whole, like, I'm scared of myself. I'm not scared of you. I'm scared of myself. Like that was kind of lame. Yeah, that was a, that was probably the biggest eye roll of the story. Could have done without that, but I think they just needed a reason to put a lock on the outside mm-hmm, of the door. To be mm-hmm. honest, which I would have been like, mm, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. yeah, but thank you. Yeah, and his explanation of well, the door just sh- when it slams, it Oops. locks. Right. No. Like, think that that's how that works no no so yeah so a couple there are a couple eye rolls in there there are a Mm -hmm. couple you know not perfect uh plot points but at the end of the day i i still gave this one a five out of five same same yeah just for the captivation factor i mean 
I just, like, I had to put it down just for, like, practical reasons, but, I mean, I blew through it. I liked the, I thought it was interesting to have two books in one, almost, you right. know? Right, yeah, and I did find myself, you, I don't know if you were the same or the opposite, I found myself really looking forward to the manuscript mm-hmm. chapters mm-hmm. in the book. And it made the book fly because I would be like, okay, let me do one more and then mm-hmm. get to the manuscript chapter mm-hmm. and then I'll do that one and then I'll stop. So mm-hmm. I, I do think she has a talent for um, really grasping you early and making mm-hmm. it hard for you to stop. And, and mm-hmm. I will say as much as I, you know, not talk super highly of her other books, they are all pretty quick reads, whether you're enamored by the storyline or not Mm -hmm. she has a way of moving the story along where you're Mm -hmm. never really bored i've you know i i don't love the storylines in any of her books but i can't say i've ever been bored Mm -hmm. i was gonna say and i like the interweaving because it can be really hard i've read some books where you're like wait who am i talking to and what what am i reading and so having the two interwoven that way was it was easier and then to have Lowen like reflect on it was helpful because you're reflecting on it too right. like what did I just read right um so yeah I really liked um her style of I, I you know I do much better with short chapters if the Me minute's too. a long chapter I'm like oh god this is Me work too. um so that's always helpful for me to get through yep. a book and just that interweaving of lots of things that it wasn't, I was never confused. I mean, aside from the actual like suspenseful piece of it, which you're supposed to be confused. Right, right, right. Um, but I wasn't like, who's Lowen? Who's this She's one? Who's that clear. one? Yeah. yeah. There's, um, and I've said it about some of Stephen King books, there's a lot of you know, whatever you want to call them, the classics, that it's like, it feels like they're writing like Dickens and they're getting paid by the word Mm -hmm. to just throw words in there. And some people appreciate, you know, that, that type of authorship and that's fine. I think I just, maybe I don't have the patience for it. I appreciate more succinct, like to the point, not fluffy writing. mm -hmm. The way that I think about it is I don't want all the details. I read so that I can create in my mind that's my escape so if you give me all the details there's nothing for me to imagine right that's true that's a good point yeah give me give me the details i need to pick up on your you know your literary Mm -hmm. you know motifs and whatnot give me those but the things you don't need to give me i like that you if you're not going to give them right i don't need to this is why i struggle with the harry potter books really badly Mm -hmm. because they're J.K. Rowling puts so much, I mean, it's a blue cape with gold stars and draped down to his ankles. I mean, just tell me it's a cape and I'll imagine what kind of cape Uh it is. Like, Uh there's no room to imagine to just, like, be in your, like, imagination and create this world yourself. And, and, you know, I... Like, I can imagine this being in the middle of the woods in Vermont. I didn't need to be told that it was surrounded by trees and, you know, it was just like we were on a dead-end road and I got to this house and there it was. Like, I can totally picture that. I can totally picture that. Right. Um, 
I don't know. There's just, I, you know, I, I can, like you, appreciate the succinctness and still having the details to know what's going on. Yeah, that, that certainly holds true through all of her books that I've read. Mm-hmm. So, but who knows? You might like you might like some of her other books more than I did. You'll have to, you'll have to see. I will, but this I, was. I think I'm in the minority there, but this one was. <laughs> yeah. Indescribable in some Indescribable. ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, this was a good one. This one will stick for a little while. I was just, you know, now I kind of gauge books on ever, ever since Evelyn Hugo, how you said like, um, if I remember this for a little while, that means it was a good one. And this yep. one, like, I'm still thinking about. I mean, I'm still thinking about Evelyn Hugo, of course, but. It, it, it shows up <laughs> in life. It shows up uh-huh. in the TV shows. And, and mm-hmm. it, both of the one you just mentioned in this are going to be ones that I'll never forget the plot point. I'll never forget the feelings mm-hmm. I felt reading them. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, here's going to be the really hard part is that so both of them are going to be movie adaptations. Right. So Evelyn Hugo has been picked up by Netflix, Netflix. and this has been picked up by Amazon, obviously. We just looked that up. Um, is that am I going to be disappointed? And this is my struggle. Um, I wrote on our blog, on our website, about how, like, movie versus, like, which do you do first, the movie or the book? Yep. And I struggle. If I've, like, seen the movie first, it takes away my whole, like, guessing of what's happening in the book. Right. You have the characters as an actor. Everything you have set. So nine times out of ten, I would say I like the book better than the movie. But Mm -hmm. there are some rare ones where I'm like, the movie blows the book out of the water. Mm -hmm. My favorite, for example, is Jaws. Jaws, the movie and the book are completely different stories. They have mm. major different plot points mm-hmm. and how it ends and who dies and whatnot. So I think it's possible for a movie to mm-hmm. actually be better than the book. I do. Um, I certainly don't see that happening with The Seven Husbands because there's not... They can't fit that into even maxed out at a three-hour movie. They right. Can't. I think <laughs> no. that would have actually been served better as a show. <coughs> I agree. I and, agree. And each husband could have been, like, a, a different episode. Yes, yes. That would have been better served as a show. Yes. Oh, I know. I think it's going to be too fast. They're going to just blow yep. through these husbands, and you're not going to yep. actually grasp the gravity of what right. they, like... Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I will be putting that shit on at midnight as soon as it comes out with a bowl of popcorn. I'm (laughs) absolutely going to watch it, but I am, like, already anticipating a little bit Mm -hmm. of disappointment with that one. But to be honest, I feel like Verity will hold up as a movie. I I do, too. Yeah. I don't think there's all those little nuances like there are in Seven Husbands. Mm -hmm. Um those little kind of moments that you need to see and savor. I think this is going to hold up well as, as a mystery thriller. So who do you cast as Verity, Lowen, and Jeremy? As I was reading it, I was picturing 
flowing as like um a Dakota Johnson type mm, vibe. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that that was the vibe mm-hmm. I was getting from her. I agree with that. Cause she could be real awkward. Yeah, like kind of awkward, but something about her is like you wanna look at. Uh-huh. Like she's giving me that kind of vibe. Verity are you seeing Verity as? I know. I was trying to think of this. This is what happens. I ask these questions and then it gets put back on me and I'm like, and I don't I'm know. And I'm like, I don't know. Um, uh, I was trying to think because I think she's definitely like 40s, 50s. And so I was trying I was to think say, of like. I see her older. Like who is a good. Like. Maybe almost like a Vera Farmiga vibe I'm getting. Like. Still stunning, but certainly, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. This mystery like, it, I feel like her. it has to be someone who can play that creepy, mysterious role. Right. I've seen Vera do that in, like, Bates Motel. Uh-huh. So I think that's Ooh, that why is, she's yeah. Com- yeah. I think that's why she's coming to mind for uh-huh. me. Like, she can play that creepy, like, what the hell's going on with this yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of role. I agree with that. And then um, for Jeremy... I guess maybe for me, I'm seeing, like, a Jamie Dornan. Really? And it's, I'm pairing that probably because I said Dakota Johnson. Right, so right, I'm right. Of that, See, I think I, he's a little too young, but definitely has the sex appeal that they describe. Yeah. But I just can't think of who's older with that kind of, like, sex appeal. Because Brad Pitt's too goofy. No. Oh, you know who I could see it being? Maybe, like, a Robert Dempsey. Mm, mm-hmm. Because I feel like he can do, he can look a little spooky, but, like, still very <laughs> handsome. Uh-huh. And, like, I think they could make that work. I don't know. That's tough. I will be very interested to see who they, me they too. pick for that. And let me tell you, though, I will be very upset with based on who they cast Evelyn Hugo as, if they, I feel they can do that very well, and they can do that very poorly. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people saying, do you know who Camila Cabello is, the singer? Mm-mm. She's, um, I think she's Cuban. I think she is Cuban, and she's done a little bit of acting, but she's not good at it. She's a singer. And a lot of people are saying, I think they're going to, try to go for casting her and I'm like no please don't I I want someone so good to play her because she's that... a, supposed to be a marvelous actress right they need someone just dramatic and like mm-hmm. I don't know I don't think I have anyone in mind no I mean if Jennifer Lopez were younger she probably could do a good oh, good job yeah. with it yeah. Though she would look really weird as a blonde. Yeah. But. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. No. But I, I will really look forward to watching both of these. Especially too. Because mm-hmm. like I'll talk to Bobby about them and I'll you know, talk to him mm-hmm. about the plot and the characters, and I feel like, you know, whatever, if you're not reading the book, I guess you don't really care. Right. But to be able to show him, mm-hmm. I think, would be cool, mm-hmm. you know? 
get an inkling for, you know, what's going on. Yes. I know. I hope that doesn't take them too long for filming now that we're, like, semi out of COVID or whatever, but... Right. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I didn't see any timelines on either one of those, so... I know they said that they got the contract in October 2021 for Verity. Okay. Evelyn Hugo just like was released. That it was I was going to say book. that's. I mean, new. a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's that's very new. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is so cool that it's that book is not new. Right. But I, that's why I think social media and things like TikTok are so cool because that mm-hmm. book blew up mm-hmm. recently. It's mm-hmm. within the last year, and that book is not new. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, like, it can just go into this craze like that and have mm-hmm. people just obsessed with it so much mm-hmm. after it came out is, is cool to me. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited for both of them to be adaptations. And as much as I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> like, Miss Critic over here. But I yes. think it's always just nice to just... I like to compare the two, like, in... yeah. See what, like, what can filmmakers do with the artistry right. kind of thing. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I feel like Verity will be easier to do well. Because it's, I think it'll be mm-hmm. somewhat easy to do those spooky things. Like mm-hmm. the curtain moving and then her seeing it was just the fan. Like adding mm-hmm. that with some suspenseful mm-hmm. music. Like I think it just, it fits. Yeah. For sure. You know, it, it's, it's going to be simple enough to mm-hmm. do. Um, from a movie standpoint, it's going to be the storyline that makes it yeah, yeah. different. I just hope you it's know, not too lifetime you know? Yeah, that's true. But I'm hoping that the, like, thrilling piece of it, the suspenseful piece, takes that away a little bit. Right. Because it's not, like, necessarily criminal- I mean, it is, but it's not at the same time. Yeah. Um, but the, the good news is I feel like Amazon and Netflix have been churning out really mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. pieces. So I think they're in good hands, which is good news at least. We can only hope. We can only hope. We can only hope. It was really hard to figure out a snack for this, too. These last two, we've been like... I know. The birthday cake was a good call, though. That was a good... Mm-hmm. I was really disappointed about that Vermont maple syrup thing, though, but not that... I think part you of the problem was... I know. I think part of the problem was I didn't use real... <laughs> real maple oh, syrup. Oh, that but, might do it. But, I mean, it shouldn't have made the huge difference. I used maple syrup. It just wasn't like... They're so much thicker and thinner, though. The, the mm-hmm. store-bought is so much thinner than yeah. real oh, well. maple syrup, I feel. You can't win them all. Nope. Nope. Which is why we have other options. Which is why we have a a mug cake in front of us. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Well, thanks for being on again. I'm excited for our next book. Yes. We're uh, two for two so far. So far, yes. With good five out of five reads. Yes. So next month is Kay and I doing our favorite books. So I'm reading her favorite book and she's reading my favorite book. Oh, that's cool. What are they? So she's reading The Lovely Bones. Well, she's already read it, but... that one. Mm -hmm. It's 
my favorite. I just love that's, how it's written. Yeah. That's one. When you say a movie that's like comparable to the book, that, that movie is comparable. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. And I'm reading Rose Matter by Stephen King. I just okay, started it. I haven't it. read that one. Yeah, I just started. It's a little, I, you know, I've never read a Stephen King, and so I'm going in with this with, like, okay, I'm reading a Stephen King, but. Um, if you are not a huge fan of detailed writing, it might not be up your alley. I've always, I found a lot of his books to mm-hmm. be. It's thick. It's, like, this big. Over descriptive. Like, I tried to read it one time. Oh. It, it probably was right before the, the new movie was coming mm-hmm. out, so I was like, all right, let me um pick this up. It's super thick, and he'll go on for pages describing one room, and it's 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 a little much for me. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. There's a little, like, supernatural-ish kind of thing. Like, she's got this, like, okay. inner voice that she, so far, but we'll see. And then you and I are reading Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell, so yes. I'm excited for that, because that's been on my to-be-read to list for... A little bit of time, and I keep on seeing it everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. All right. Yes. Well, I'm excited, too. That sounds like a plan. Yes, ma'am. All right, guys. We'll have a good one, and um, you'll be listening to this on Easter, so happy Easter, and I will see you next month. Bye-bye. Bye.